Hello. <laughs> Good morning. This is a bit different, isn't it? I've got a different type of microphone on today. Um, different to the normal one. Um, so yeah, I'm Jo. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Um, I want you guys to know that I'm really honoured to be up here today. I want you to know that to preach to my church family uh, has been a dream for 2016 for me. And glory to God, here I am. <laughs> so God is really, really good. Um, I'm going to put my phone on just so I can on the, on the stand so I can see what the time is. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm really excited to be here. I, I said to God I wanted to do this because I love you guys and because I, I just kind of wanted to do it. Um, and he's amazing and he said yes. So here I am. Um, I want to talk today about hunger and about spiritual hunger. There's going to be some actual food involved as well, but I want to talk about like what being hungry is. Yeah, I know. I know how to get the people listening. Um, yeah, so I want to talk about like what it means to be hungry for God because that's what I mean. I feel like God is calling us as a church to be hungry for him. And I kind of want to talk about what that might look and feel like and what it means and why it's important to be hungry, to choose to be hungry. Um, so where this kind of came from for me was from a bit of a personal place and kind of a corporate place as well. Um, a personal place was I uh, got the privilege a couple of years ago when I wasn't working just to spend a lot of time with God. Um, and we would just hang out, and I had some of the most powerful encounters I'd ever had with him um, in my life, ever. So I learned to understand what the voice of God was like, and it was really awesome, had a great time. Then I started working again, and suddenly I didn't have that time anymore. Um, and that was hard, but what it really did for me was just really spark something that made me go, I really want that, okay? And that's a bit of an unusual way, I think, for God to spark hunger in, in people. I'm quite unusual. Um, so that was just something that really set something deep inside me about, I really, really want to chase after God, more than I'd ever had before. And then kind of from a, a corporate, you guys, church sort of point of view, um, kind of over the last six months, really, God's been talking to me about what we're like as a church and what, where we're going. Um, so... So, you know, it's been six months in the making, so sorry if I've got quite a lot. Um, but just about how God is building something in us. Um, you remember when Jules preached, I think it was this year, it might have been last year, about making wise choices because of maturity, yeah? You remember that, how, how God was talking to us and saying, hey guys, you might want to think about the choices you're making and the wisdom around that because that's part of maturing and growing up. And I kind of feel like this sort of builds on that a little bit because being hungry is quite mature. When you're a child, if you're hungry, you make a noise and you get food. When you're an adult, if you're hungry, you're on your own. You've got to sort it out yourself. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's a little bit of what God is saying in us as a church. So I'll kind of explain that, um, hopefully, a little bit more. So uh, you might get that... Um, a lot of what I'm saying this morning is what I prophetically feel like is going on. I might be wrong. And you guys need to tell me if you think I'm wrong. Okay? Thanks, man. <laughs> Hope so. So, um, right, so let's start. Let's start with the, what might, might feel like a little bit tricky. I feel like um, in us as a church, there's kind of a slight background question asking. There's a thing... In us as a church, I think, that is starting to say, this is nice, 
what else is there? And that's more than just building stuff. That's more than just kind of what new community group stuff can we start doing. I feel like this is on a deeper level. This is like internal, soul. This is nice, but what else is there? Yeah. Is that something that resonates with you? Because if not, this preacher's going to be over real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Great, thanks. Yeah, fabulous. Um, yeah, so we've kind of got that working group that's looking at like, the vision of the church, right? And you remember that? Like, talking about prophecies we've had, prophecies we haven't had fulfilled yet, where we're going. Um, so I feel like that there is a growing sense in us together of thinking, all right, what, what's the next thing? What, where are we going? And so, like, okay, to make this practical, um, uh, I'm going to go with worship because that's my bag. Um, sometimes, I mean, not this morning, Joe, classic, like completely disproves my example because um, we just hit an amazing place this morning. It was awesome. But sometimes I feel like we can be in worship, we'll get to that lovely, intimate, holy moment. It's brilliant. And then we kind of go, where do we go now? Do you know what I mean? We kind of get to this nice hands out, receiving. And we can, stay, you know, we can spend a long time there. And that's really good sometimes. But sometimes it's appropriate to say, what's the next thing? And I don't feel like we know exactly what that is. So we kind of carry on doing what we're doing. Because it does work, right? You know, the, sometimes we get a formula and it works. And, but there's still that thing of, you know what? I think there might be more. And I don't know what it is. And I don't know where we're going. And I don't know how to get there. Um, and sometimes I feel like that that manifests a little bit. And, uh, you know, I definitely include myself in this. I think sometimes that manifests a little bit and just feeling a bit frustrated with church. Controversial. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just being honest, isn't it? It's just kind of going, do you know what? I just kind of feel like we don't really know where we're going and what we're doing. And, you know, uh, there's that feeling that goes, what? Mm. You know, the pushing, the kind of, uh, I'm starting to run out of words. Um, and that, that is like that deeper, internal, stronger pull that is looking for the more of God. All right? It's that thing that runs under. So we've got the normal comfort. We've got the normal. And it's something that runs underneath that. It kind of goes, yeah, this is nice, but what else is there? Okay? Um, it's like a soul itch that you can't quite scratch. Um, so so <laughs> I saw a Graham, quote, a Graham Cook quote on um, Facebook. Facebook, great place for quotes. Um, and uh, Graham Cook is a, I think he's a guy out of Bethel. I think he's not a guy out of Bethel. He's a cool bloke anyway. <laughs> Should have looked that up beforehand. Um, <laughs> Graham Cook is an English prophet. <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, basically, he said, he said, if you can feel tension, it's because God is doing something. Yeah? Um, I'm pretty sure Dave Loveland has preached before how moves of God can feel uncomfortable because you're like, this is great, where's God gone? And he's like, I'm over here, come on in, the water's lovely. And it's a bit like, oh, but we're here and you're there. Uh. So it can feel a little bit, little bit weird. So the thing about God is he's not normal. All right? He's not normal. <laughs> Hallelujah. The thing is, Right, right, I'm going to try and stick to my notes because I think they're quite good. Um, the thing is that as we get comfortable with the level of intimacy that we shoot for, right, we kind of know where we're going and we go, yeah, we'll take that. Even as we get comfortable with that, the moments and the encounters that we have with God 
are so good, they're so pure and so sweet that they just get under everything else. They seep through the cracks in the busy schedules that we've got. They get under the masks we put on when we're not feeling so great. And they change us, even against our will sometimes. The character of God, his divinity and holiness, is so powerful that even when we water it down like squash or we reduce it to a whisper or we only give it a really thin time frame, he can still cause that nudging inside. All right? Um, and that might, that might be something that, do you know what, you're not quite sure, you're just kind of a bit annoyed. And it only makes sense when you turn up on a Sunday morning and you go, right, I don't know what everything else is going on, but I know when I worship or when I reach out for God, that's when it makes sense. That's the bit where it makes sense. And that is because that's who God is. That's what he can do in us. So whether that knowing kind of comes out of just being exhausted or being really happy, or being really busy, or being really sad. The fact is that the glory of God is the only thing that can command our attention, really. I know we're all very busy, but when God shows up, you don't say, five more minutes. Do you know what I mean? The warmth of God's heart and the strength of his love is the only thing that can meet all of our needs and bypass them without feeling dismissive. It's the only thing that can get into you and go, I know about all of that, I want to talk about this. It's the glory, his glory is the only thing that can invade our lives without feeling violating. So, Mark's going to put up some scriptures for me, um, and the first one we're going to go with is um, Proverbs 16, verse 26. If we get to a place of knowing that we're hungry, what do we kind of do with it? When you're physically hungry, what do you do? You eat. You feed yourself. Proverbs 16, verse 26. The laborer's appetite works for him. His hunger drives him on. It doesn't say the laborer's appetite works for him, so he eats a sandwich and then gets on. It says his appetite, his hunger, his, I'm hungry. That's the thing that makes him go forward. You see what I mean? So, let's get biblical. We're going to look at um, Luke. Chapter 18. <laughs> Luke chapter 18, verses 35 to 43. There we go. Okay. So, this is a little story that I think kind of illustrates this driving on. All right. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. And they said, Oh, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Jesus of Nazareth. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. And when all the people saw it, they also praised God. This guy starts the story scraping out his day-to-day existence, asking people for what? When you're begging, what are you asking for? Money, right? And then he hears Jesus is coming. Does he think, oh, there's a guy who'll have some spare change? No, he doesn't. He knew that Jesus was where he needed to go. Because Jesus had something different. Jesus didn't have the normal. In the Gospel of Mark, when we're looking at this story, it says this blind dude gets up and starts running. 
towards Jesus. He just runs in the darkness. He's got no, he can't see. Have you ever tried doing that? Put a blindfold on and just run? It's, it's scary. It's quite a scary thing to do. Um, but he does it because he's like, that, that's the thing. And Jesus says to him, what do you want me to do for you? Not because he's thinking, oh, I really don't know. He's thinking, what do you want? How hungry are you? How hungry are you? What's going on inside you? What do you really want? And is this guy going to ask for the thing he always asks for? Is he going to go with, let's just trot out the party line? Same thing, day in, day out. Is he going to go with normal? Of course, we know he doesn't. He wants more. And Jesus says, your faith has healed you. Because this guy knew, he knew that his faith was, that's where I need to go, because that is going to be different to anything I've got right now. He asked, knowing that Jesus would have something really good for him. Um, and I don't know, he might have read Psalm 103, um, which I think is the next thing, Mark, on the list. There you go. Uh, verse 1 to 5. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases, redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Maybe he had heard that psalm, I don't know. All I know is he knew Jesus would have something that was better than loose change. So that is what I'm talking about, where you act on spiritual hunger. And it's going to look different, I think, depending on who you are and, and what you do. Um, it might look like choosing to read your Bible. It might look like choosing to respond to a word brought on a Sunday. <laughs> Even though you might panic a little bit about what people might think and you're not sure what it might look like choosing to set aside a time to hang out with God and pray with God. The point is you're choosing, right? The point is you're choosing your hunger rather than just, nah, we'll just go with what we've normally got. Anybody ever heard the term hangry? Yeah. I get hangry. Hangry is when you haven't eaten yet and you're getting kind of grumpy about it. And suddenly everything kind of looks a bit rubbish. And sometimes I think that if a church people is thinking, there is something more and I don't know what it is and I'm just getting kind of annoyed, that's like being hangry. <laughs> because it is that thing where you don't choose to feed yourself before you get to that place. Instead, you sit where you are and you just get hungrier and hungrier and more and more annoyed. All right? So that's kind of the sort of practical thing that I'm talking about when I say that sometimes church can be a little bit frustrating. Well, one of the things I want to say about that is, you know, if you're getting, if you're starting to feel a little bit annoyed, a bit frustrated and a bit, uh, you've got it right. You're on the right track. Because that means you are picking up on the sense of what else is there. And God is saying, great, because I've got something really, really good. And you're going to love it. But in the meantime, I'm just, you know, going to wait until you get hungry. So what I'm, I guess what I'm talking about today is be hungry, don't get hangry. <laughs> get it on a t-shirt, yeah, I know. So when you're, when you're really hungry, 
Okay, we're talking about spiritual again, not food. We'll get there. When you're really hungry and you're looking for something more, settling for the situation you're in now isn't an option. All right? When you're like, when you're starting to get hungry, what you've got now kind of starts to look a bit not great compared to what you're looking for. Do you know what I mean? So that feeling that says we just have to reach for God, that's the hunger that I'm talking about. That's the voice that is saying what we've got now is not going to do it. It's not going to cut it. This is when your soul is searching and is not satisfied because we haven't seen all there is to see. We haven't heard all there is to hear and we haven't gone as far as we can. And that's, I find that quite exciting. See, the hunger, the rawness, the edge of soul need, right, that kind of soul itch that we're talking about, when we come and we have an encounter with God, you get fed, but also your hunger increases, which is like the economy of Jesus, okay, the economy of God, which is that whole thing of when you give, you get, and, you know, it's completely upside down and topsy-turvy to normal life. When you are hungry and God feeds you, you get hungrier. So, um, so again, worship. We love worship in this church. Blessed with some fantastic worship leaders. <laughs> Got your back, Chris. Uh, and teams, obviously. Um, God doesn't have to come when we sing, but he always does. Yeah? Um, and, you know, we are really good at it in this church. We're really good at, like I was saying earlier, getting to that place. We're really good at getting the glimpse. Do you know what I mean? We're really good at going, there he is, there's God, like this morning. We're really good at getting to glory. It's just that, yeah, there it is. But if that's, if that's all you're getting, that's not going to be the sustaining soul food you're looking for. And so your hunger kind of grows and grows and grows, right? When you're kind of like, I've seen it. That's, that's where I need to go. Because the thing that sometimes we struggle with is the fact that normal is comfy. I'm not going to deny that. Sometimes you, you're tired and you're fed up and you're just like, do you know what? I just want to get to where we normally go, okay? I'm happy with the, where we get to in worship. I'm happy with... And that's, that's okay. I'm not here to say sort it out, guys. That's okay. But it's like I was talking about earlier. We get comfortable and then God speaks and you go, oh, that's where it is. Yeah? And your soul goes, that's where it is. That's my God. That's what I need. And that's when we look at what we've got and go, this isn't going to do. This isn't going to do anymore. And it becomes almost like a little bit of a sharpness where we know, it's not just that we know that we need God, but we know that we need him more than anything. And that's when you choose hunger, right? When you choose to grow your hunger and allow God to grow your hunger to a place where you suddenly go, it's not just that I know I need God, I need him more than I need anything else. The Bible says you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. All right? And that, I believe, is, is kind of what he's talking about, that thing that just goes, I want that, I want that, I want that. I want that more than any, anything else. I want that. And that's the thing. That is the appetite that drives us on. Right? Like it says in Proverbs. Because we suddenly go, it's not just, I mean, you know, the great thing about God is we're hungry for him because he's so good. It's not like we're hungry for something that's a little bit naff. We're hungry for endless, <laughs> I know, right? We're hungry for the best because God is the best. We're hungry for his presence. 
His presence comes and it's unlike anything else. We're hungry for his healing. When Joe did her healing morning, right? And she prayed and God came and Kathleen got healed up. I don't know about you, but I was like, that is amazing. And we need more of that. And I think that in this room, there are people here going, I need more of that. I need more of his, the outpouring of his grace that just drenches from top to toe, right? I need to know that his voice that rises above all the other voices, all the other voices, all the other voices that might bring pressure or bring worry or bring anything else, his is the only one that cuts through it all and gets to where we need because he's the only one that can satisfy, really. And we can't do without God, and I think we know that. I think we know that, and that's why we get hungry. Um, I'm going to bump backwards towards Deuteronomy, if you wouldn't mind, please, Mark. So I said at the beginning, God causes us to hunger, and I feel like that's a bit of a weird thing to say, because we're all like, I don't know, being hungry may not be a good thing, and God's only got good things for us, right? I'll prove it to you. (laughs) Did my research. Okay, Deuteronomy 8, verses 2 to 4. This is um, Moses chatting to the Israelites. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. God... Led them in the desert for 40 years, and they got real hungry. He hungered them, he caused them to hunger, so that he could feed them, right? And he gave them something. It wasn't just bread and water. It was heavenly food. It was something they'd never seen before. It was a whole new move of God. They had no idea, and it was really, really good. And it was to teach them about who he was and is and what his word means to them. He led them and hungered them and then gave them something really good because he is that good. He didn't just give them rubbish stuff. And that was to teach them, this is who I am, all right? And it says in there that man lives on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's why you get hungry. Because... What we were saying at the beginning about how God's word and God's voice cuts through everything else. You know, right? In the Bible, later on somewhere, didn't look this one up, it says the word of God can cut muscle from bone. And it means what I was saying earlier. It gets right in to exactly where he needs to talk to you and exactly where you need it the most. It's important to be hungry because you live on his word. That's what your soul is waiting for. And that's why you respond. That's why you get hungry. And like I was saying just there, he will feed you. He will satisfy the longing of your inmost being and the deepest cries of your heart without fail. Isaiah 49 you haven't got this one mark, don't worry about it. Um, the second half of verse 23 says, Those who hope in the Lord will never be disappointed. That's right. Because he will always, always, always meet you where you need and feed your hunger and cause you to hunger again because he's so good. He will not disappoint you. He's been waiting for you 
to get up and run to him long before you ever thought you might fancy something different. His arms are open wide, his hands are full of everything your heart needs, and he only has good things for you. And he will satisfy your hunger in a way that wants, makes you want more of him for his sake. Not just for the nice fuzzy feeling you get when you have an encounter, but for his sake. Be, becoming hungry and choosing hunger is an uncomfortable experience because it means the situation we've got now is not going to cut it anymore. Because when you see it, when you see the glimpse of the glory, everything else pales into insignificance, right? I don't think that any of us would consciously say, I've had enough of Jesus, thank you. This will do. I don't think if God turned up, you know, when God shows up on a Sunday morning, none of us kind of go, oh, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, I've had enough. It's not, I don't think we would choose to be complacent. I don't think we would choose to be comfortable. But sometimes it just creeps up on us. Because God is always moving, right? What's that thing that Maya always, always told us? There's always more. There's always more. There is always more. And I know that God is calling us into bigger stuff as a church. You know God is calling us into bigger stuff as a church, right? You know that. You know God's got really, really good stuff for us. That's why you're asking the question and thinking, hmm, what's going on? And if we choose the hunger, if we choose the uncomfortable thing, and if we choose to act on it rather than getting hangry, God shows up, right? You will, you will seek me and you'll find me. I mean, what kind of a promise is that? You will find me. I'm not going to be a few steps away from you. I'm not going to constantly walk back while you walk forward. You will find me. And I will meet you. That's the promise that we've got. That's why it's okay to choose to be hungry. That's why it's important. That's why I think it's actually vital to choose to be hungry. Because that's the thing that drives us on. There's a little verse in Matthew where Jesus is, um, you know, the Beatitudes section. Blessed are, etc. Verse 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. They will be filled. God has got something new for us, guys. God has got something new. I know it. I don't know what it is. I don't know how we're going to get there. But I know that God is not going to give it to us until we're ready. You know how, like, if you're feeding a baby, you give it milk. You want it to have bread and you want it to have meat, but it's not the right time for it. Right? Does that make sense? I'm not saying that God is holding good stuff back from us. I'm saying that God is growing us, like Jules was talking about earlier in the year. God is growing us. And this is part of what maturing is. And that's actually really exciting. It is really exciting. Um, my last little scripture, I'm going to try and bring it into land, I think is the phrase. It's Isaiah 55, verses 1 to 5. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. 
and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me, hear me that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not. Remember the prophecy, Church of a Thousand, all that jazz? And nations that do not know you will hasten to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Your soul will delight in the richest affair. So, it's not just the kids who get the uh, fun response times, guys. All right, I told you there'd be food involved. And uh, there's gluten and wheat-free and milk-free stuff up here too. <laughs> this is a little bit of a physical response, right? Come and eat. If you're hungry and you want what God has got, I want you to come up here and grab yourself something to eat. And I want to pray for you. If you're not really very hungry, but you'd kind of like to be, come on up here, eat something, I want to pray for you. If you're feeling that frustration, that annoyance, that what is going on, when are we going to get to where we're going, come up here, I want to pray for you. Basically, if there's anyone left sitting down, it's because you don't like fruit or cake. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> well, is it really? Mark's going to put on some music. Come on down. Come on down. He's got stuff for us, guys. Oh, you guys. Hallelujah. Keep eating. I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to pray. Jesus, we're so hungry for you. We're so hungry for you, God. We're so hungry for you, God. We want more of you, Jesus. We know that you've got so much more for us, Jesus. And this is us committing to choosing to be hungry. This is our commitment to you, God, that says, yeah, we want to be hungry. We want to go for you. We want to go for what you've got for us, Jesus. We know there is so much more to come. We know there is so much more to come. And Father, we choose hunger over hangry. Yeah. We commit to not being hangry. You don't have to say amen to this bit if you're not at this point right now. But what I'm saying is we are choosing to not stay frustrated and fed up with the church, but instead to use our hunger to drive us on together, to drive us on together into what he's got for us. We commit to that now, Jesus. We say we're going forward with you, Jesus. We will use our hunger to drive us on because we know you will meet us. God, we praise you and we worship you for your faithfulness to meet us and meet us and meet us again. 
and we bless you, Jesus, and we say thank you, Jesus, and we say, yeah, God. This is us again saying, yeah, God. <laughs> Come on, God, bring it on, bring it on, God. Why don't you just lift your voices and start asking for what you're hungry for, whether it's more healing, more miracles, you want to see angels in this place, if you want more prophetic words for yourself, if you want more stuff for your family, if you want more stuff for Chelmsford, all right, this is you saying you're choosing the hunger to go forward, to go forward. We're going forward as a church. We receive, God, what you've got for us. We receive, God, what you have for us. We're going to gobble it up, God. <laughs> and we bless you and thank you that our souls are going to delight on the richest affair. That it is the good stuff. That it is the good stuff. We trust you, God. Again, this is our commitment, God, to say we trust you. We believe in your faithfulness to give us good things. Even though it might not look like it. We believe in your faithfulness to give us good things to give us things that are good for us, as well as just really, really cool and fun and all the good stuff you've got because you're a good father. Mark, can you turn it up? We're just going to hang out with God and just say yes to him. God, thank you so much. Thank you so much that you are always going to feed us. And God, we are really, really hungry. Give us eyes to see what you're doing now, Lord Jesus. Help us to use our hunger to drive us on forward rather than just staying where we are and getting hangry. We commit to going where you lead us, God. We're going to choose hunger, even though it's uncomfortable. But you know what? We're going to choose it together as a family, which means we get to help each other through how it feels. God, we are committing to being honest about it because it's uncomfortable. But we know that you have got such good stuff for us. And we are excited. We're going to see it. We're going to see it. Jesus, help us, help us to act on and feed our hunger. We're choosing, choosing to act on it and move forward. Thank you, God. Amen. You guys have done so, so well this morning. Thank you so much. If you've got kids in kids' work, kindly go and pick them up and if they ask you what you're eating just be all like i don't know i don't really you know what do you mean eating i'm not eating anything just like they do to you oh. thank you guys thank you, thank you.